Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. Well, former Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu appears to be just on the cusp of having everything validated and certified uh, that he would have a majority of the uh, Israeli elector vote. And again, it's a uh, a system there different from ours. It's really coalition governing is really what it's all about. Uh, it is about the uh, seats in the Knesset. Uh, and you have to get to 61 uh, is the key there. And so uh, it looks like uh, Mr. Netanyahu's party uh, will have uh, 30 plus uh, of those. And then uh, with some other coalitions uh, that they will bond together and they will be able to form a government. About 90 percent of the ballots have been counted. And based on that, Benjamin Netanyahu and and the uh, right wing side of uh, the parties there have secured uh, what many are saying will probably be a 65-seat majority. Again, it's, you have to get to 61. That's the real threshold. So he'll have a, a couple of seats to spare there. And that would give uh, Netanyahu a, a pretty strong, pretty solid government uh, without having to cross the aisle much. But uh, as we talked about with our friend Amos Giora yesterday, uh, there's this interesting thing uh, when you're dealing with a parliamentary system like that uh, where you have all of these little political parties, these little groups that then get together and form the coalition that allows you to govern. And then the moment you do that, what you have to begin to do is that coalition management or coalition maintenance uh, because you have to keep it. Because if, for example, let's say there was a uh, a political party that had uh, six seats uh, that they had won in that vote for the, the Knesset for that group, and if those uh, – if that – Party said, you no longer are, are doing what we think should be done. They could leave the coalition and suddenly you're down to 59 seats and you are no longer the coalition government. Uh, and that's why we've seen so many uh, of these ebbs and flows, these big swings when it comes to Israeli government over the last several years is based on how these coalitions are holding and not holding. Uh, they've created some very interesting coalitions uh, with groups from uh, the centrist, the far right, far left, uh, and uh, all of those may have just a few seats in in the parliament, but but because they have a few seats, uh, they are players and they have leverage, uh, and they often want some of their people to be in critical positions in the cabinet. Sometimes they want their issues to be front and center, and they want the uh, the government to take certain stances or pass certain laws. Uh, and all of that uh, becomes a very interesting mix uh, as you look at how that goes and the stability that it brings. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. 
Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. So very interesting. Uh, We do expect uh, in the evening tonight, uh, Israel time, that the uh, election will get well past that 90%. 90% of the ballots have been counted, uh, but I think that will get to a place where it will be very certain uh, that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and his party will be able to to coalesce, form a coalition with some of these other groups, uh, and we'll have about a 65-seat majority, uh, which would make Benjamin Netanyahu once again uh, the prime minister. And that will have uh, implications in so many ways. Uh, if you missed the program yesterday, we had our, our friend Amos Giora from the University of Utah, who we always look to when it comes to all things Middle East and Israel in particular. And uh, there were many things that they were looking at in terms of what does this mean? What does this mean for Palestine? Uh, what does it mean in terms of uh, other corruption charges? Uh, of course, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu has faced corruption charges uh, over the last number of years, and uh, particularly, uh, I think that was part of what led to his losing that coalition and the and the prime ministership uh, not so long ago. And so, all of that is going to be very front and center as we look at uh, what happens in Israel. And then you have to look at how that impacts the rest of the region. Uh, One of the things that Amos Giora shared with us yesterday was that he really expects that that Israel will focus inward first, that Netanyahu will be very focused on what's happening at home, uh, that they aren't overly concerned uh, about President Biden, the White House, uh, and the United States of America. They're okay to have uh, a, a relationship, I think, as uh, one pointed out, as uh, as either an icy uh, or as a strained relationship, they're okay with that uh, in Israel. So they're they're not overly playing that uh, particular hand, and uh, so it will be very interesting to see uh, what happens out of all of that. Uh, some of the interesting things in part of uh, Netanyahu's coalition is some of those on the far right uh, of that coalition, some of the far right allies, uh, have also been looking at uh, passing uh, some laws that would really give Netanyahu uh, retroactive immunity from some of those uh, charges of corruption that he would not be prosecuted while he's in office. And uh, they've also tried to change some of the code uh, for crimes of fraud and breach of trust and so on. Uh, that uh, Netanyahu still faces. He does still face those at the moment. So it will be interesting to see uh, those that Netanyahu appoints to positions, especially around the law, whether they will uh, transform those and change those uh, or whether they will uh, enforce those or what that might really look like uh, as that all uh, marches forward. Israel obviously is a very important ally to the United States of America, has been, uh, will continue to be. It's a crucial part of the world. It's a troubling and very difficult to navigate part of the world when it comes to all of those relationships. And so uh, we'll continue to watch that. We'll continue to lean on our experts uh, and our inside sources as we try to figure out what this all means. But uh, if you're just tuning in, we do expect uh, that before the day is done, uh, it will be official uh, that Benjamin Netanyahu uh, and his block will have secured through a coalition 65 seats uh, that will be the majority and uh, put Benjamin Netanyahu back uh, as the prime minister of Israel. So we'll continue to watch all of that, break that down uh, as we continue to march things along. All right, uh, we're going to go ahead and step aside for some bottom of the hour news. And when we come back, 
We always talk about calling the election on election night. The Associated Press has been involved with that for many years. We're going to go behind the curtain a little bit, see how they get prepared, what processes they use before they call a race on election night. Stick around. We'll dive into that next on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 